Hello and welcome to The Nourished Wrap, a podcast brought to you by The Balanced Nutritionist, a clinic based in Brisbane, Australia, specialising in personalised nutrition centred around real food. This podcast features clinical nutritionists, Katie King and Nicole Bentz, as well as special guests. Please remember that the ideas and concepts discussed in this podcast do not replace individualized medical advice. If you love the podcast, find The Balanced Nutritionist on Facebook and Instagram. For more info or to book an in-clinic or Skype consult, check out our website www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. For now, tune in and be inspired. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Nourished Wrap. Thank you for um, joining Nicole and I um, today. Uh, sorry, there's been a little bit of a delay in our recording. We're a little bit um, behind this year, but we're catching up now. Um, so Nicole's here with me, and today um, we just wanted to talk about some of the things that we are seeing in 2020, now that it's the middle of February. Um so some of the popular trends that are coming through and maybe some of the things to be mindful of in terms of, you know, doing these things correctly. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, I mean, one of the most popular things this year is plant-based eating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we're seeing a lot of people coming in who are wanting to transition to um, either, you know, reducing meat significantly from their diet or completely eliminating meat. And we just wanted to talk about some of the things to be mindful of, um, some of the very main things to be mindful of around that. So have you seen that a little bit, Nicole, this year? A little bit, and I think it's gained popularity because of the documentary that came out, The Game Changers. Um, So people are seeing that, seeing the benefits, you know, in that, documentary and kind of wanting to follow that lifestyle but unfortunately if you are going to follow a vegan or vegetarian diet you need to be very careful about what you're eating so that you're getting all the right nutrients macro and micronutrients yeah so i think i mean obviously we could talk about this for a whole podcast but i think the one thing that i wanted to say about this is if you're going to be whether you're eating vegetarian or if you're eating meat, the only thing that changes is the type of protein that you're getting in your diet. Like it's either plant-based protein or it's animal-based protein. You still have to start, you still have to build at least your main meals around veggies and, you know, bits of fruit and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's Mm. plant-based. You have to have lots of veggies in and and plants. Yeah, Yeah. because I'm seeing people coming in who've, transition to vegetarianism but they're like eating peanut butter sandwiches for lunch and you know a beyond meat burger patty for dinner with tomato sauce and maybe like you know one sheet of cos lettuce or something and it's just you know we still have to be getting our six to eight cups of vegetables every single day regardless of what type of diet we're following exactly so i think if you are toying with vegetarianism or veganism um you need to you probably want to speak to somebody about it but you also just have to remember that like the basis of your diet is vegetables so don't forget them because that it seems so obvious but we're speaking to heaps of people 
who just they're going with the trendy stuff you know the the fake meats and the 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 fake proteins that are coming out which we don't really understand those products anyway and forgetting that the essence of it is that you have to eat lots and lots of plants so if you're not going to eat lots and lots of plants don't bother doing it (laughs) yeah you know focus on buying lots of processed vegan or vegetarian meals if they don't if you don't have veggies as your basis yeah and if you're doing it for ethical reasons just consider how much packaging is going into some of that processed individually packaged you know single serve fake animal protein options because that's obviously not going to be good for us anyway yeah and good for the environment the other important point is to really make sure that you are getting your blood levels of certain nutrients checked regularly um, because there are some nutrients that you can't get from or that are harder to get from a, a vegan or a vegetarian diet. So it's really important to keep on top of that and to supplement where necessary. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that was the first trend that we wanted to um, touch on. I think, you know, definitely every single year we always see – um, January kickstart with the weight loss promises and the marketing ploys, you know, lose weight fast, lose weight rapidly, lose 10 kilos in 10 weeks. I really struggle in January from a business perspective because I hate that time of year. I feel like it's a very fake time of year and you, it's hard to bring posit- like we try to bring positivity to that conversation and realness Um when you know there's a lot of there's just a lot of well promises around rapid weight loss and and you know massive transformational change in short times and we have some different views about weight loss mm-hmm. yeah well you know I mean, people can achieve that massive weight loss if they want to, but it's not sustainable yeah. long term. And usually, you know, um, anyone that's been through those kind of programs and stuff before know that they'll get that yo-yo effect. You know, you can't just do a program for X amount of time, shift a whole heap of weight, and that's then go really, back to really eating what dramatic. You, yeah, yeah. And then you go back to eating the way you were before uh, um, because you're just going to get this yo-yo effect, and actually, it can cause you know, more damage to your metabolism long-term. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to be mindful of is that, like, no one can really promise a result. Like, no program should be promising five kilos in five weeks or ten kilos in ten weeks because everybody's going to be different. Like, mm. we see somebody, some people we work with for weight loss who do get really, like, you know, they can they might lose big numbers initially and that sort of thing. doesn't mean we're going to splash that all over our marketing because everybody's journey is going to be different um there's so many factors that influence it as well yeah yeah so you know the whole rapid weight loss thing is um you know it's really a short-term journey and at the end of the day I think everybody's sick of getting on and off the dieting bandwagon so if you're if you do need to lose weight for health reasons you need to start looking at learning how to look after yourself if it takes you a year or two to get to your goal weight, so be it. If it's taken you 20 years to put the weight on, then that's really, that's nothing in perspective. And the most important thing is that you then learn what to do moving forward to look after yourself. Yeah, because it comes back to health at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, even if things are slow to change, um, when you eat better, you feel better, and that's... That's awesome too. 
you know, it's not about the numbers on the scale, which is another point as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's quite a few clients that I've seen that are just really focused on that number on the scales and I totally get it. Like, you know, it's it's so visible, you know, if you're getting on the scales every day, you're seeing that number kind of change and, you know, sometimes go up, sometimes go down. Um, but if you are um, implementing dietary and lifestyle changes and you're seeing all these other wonderful health benefits, it's good to focus on all of those and kind of get out of the mindset of having to be some, X, you know, X number on the scales. It's yeah. about finding your healthy weight range for you, not just a number that you have to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads into the next point. So the third thing that I wanted to raise about um, some things that I'm seeing this year is particularly girls and particularly I'd say that age group under 30 where they sort of they come in for a consultation and there's quite there might be a few different things going on like low energy and poor digestion and whatnot and that sort of thing but there's this whole oh and I need to lose three kilos or I need to lose five kilos and I'm sitting there looking at these girls thinking where are you going to lose that weight from because you don't honestly have it and I think we really need to, we try, obviously we do a lot of weight loss in our clinic, but we try to emphasize that we do weight loss for health reasons. And, you know, people can be the same height and they might sit at a different weight by, you know, five kilos, maybe even more than that, because they're going to be different builds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so hard these days in a in the society we live in to not get tied up with that number but at the end of the day you know if it's two kilos you're chasing and you're working really hard for it it's probably not healthy for you to be that light Mm -hmm. and we really have to remember that you know social media is a massive distortion of reality you know like yeah and there's still a lot of that whole, oh, but, you know, I have this little belly or, you know, I have, I think my hips are too big. And it's just, we're not meant to look like models. The reality is we just aren't. We're women um, and men for that matter. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something that it's a really hard conversation to have as a practitioner because how do you, I mean, you, you really want to say to somebody, I don't believe you need to lose that weight, um, but at the same time you want them to feel heard. Um, but, yeah, it's just something to be mindful of. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we always talk about water, don't we, Nicole? <laughs> oh, gosh. If I had a dollar for every client that says to me, I, when I ask them, how much water do you drink? And they say, not enough. Yeah, I know <laughs> that's the standard very, rich. <laughs> I think I should put that on the wall frame. <laughs> so, you know, this was the fourth thing to sort of raise is I think um, sometimes we, you know, we'll take a client case and there's lots of things going on. Like they're constipated and they're really tired and they – you know, they're hungry all the time and they've got all these cravings. And then, you know, you get to that million dollar question, oh, also how much water do you drink? And it's like, oh, well, maybe. Maybe A couple of glasses. Yeah, exactly. And like that, like, okay, so there's no secret to health and weight loss, but I can tell you this, 
secret is if you get hydrated, you'll feel a lot better. So literally drink water and like quite a lot of it. If you're a female, at least two litres, get it into you. I mean, forget about all the other fancy stuff and just get hydrated. Yeah. Because most of us are dehydrated and drinking nowhere near enough water, particularly if you, you do live somewhere like Queensland where it's really hot at the moment, you know, you're going to be using up and sweating out that water. Um, yeah. You know, really, that's such such a key. You know, it's like the forgotten nu- nutrient water. Absolutely. It's so essential to life that we can only last, you know, a couple of days without water, yet we can last weeks without food. But it seems that we've got this, you know, we kind of rely on food so much and, and we forget about the water often. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen so many, um, yeah, like even sometimes we see people come in and, and they might have seen other professionals and, and be taking a whole heap of supplements to try to help themselves and the whole story's been going on for five years but no one's ever told them actually one of your biggest problems is that you're dehydrated. So it seems it might seem so ridiculously obvious that we're talking about this, but it's just not it's discussed. Not. So, you know, seriously think about it. And you know what? We were born to urinate. The number of people that say to me, oh, I just can't drink water because it means I need to pee. We need to pee. It's a bodily function. Yeah. Um, you it's know, a detox function of our body. Mm. And if you're, you've got the kind of job, like I would say that if you honestly feel like you can't go to the bathroom regularly, then I don't know that that's a healthy working environment. Like, I mean, we can sometimes we'll consult for like eight hours straight. I still duck out to go to the bathroom between most of my clients and I'm still sitting here drinking water and we're talking all the time as well. So just, you know, get your hydration right. I also find that when people increase their water intake quite drastically, if they're not drinking a lot, we get them drinking two to three litres of water a day, there is that period of a week or two where they find like they're running to the toilet like every five minutes. But really your body does after that first week or so, it does normalise and adjust to the new intake of water as your cells start to hydrate themselves. And then you'll find that it's not as often that you go into the toilet. So there is that just adjustment period, I find. Definitely. Yeah. Um, And I think that probably, um, you know, that probably rounds nicely into, you know, a conversation we wanted to have around lifestyle. So, you know, it's really trendy at the moment to post all the beautiful food you're eating and talk about the fact that you're going vegan and, you know, all the shakes you might be trying. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really matter what you put in your in your, in your mouth. Like if you're completely stressed out, you're not sleeping, you're not doing any kind of exercise, um, it, it, your diet is... It's just like trying to throw, you know, you basically, it's just not good. You know, you can't correct those sorts of things, even if you're drinking three litres of green juice a day kind of thing. Your diet's obviously an important one, but it's just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So all of those pieces are really important to kind of round out and making sure you're getting enough movement, that you aren't too stressed, that, you know, you are getting enough sleep because Mm. all of those contribute to good health. You, You can't fix everything with just one piece of the puzzle yeah I think sleep is one that we forget is really important a lot of people have trouble switching off now 
they're lying awake for hours, they're finally falling asleep at one or two o'clock in the morning, three or four hours later they're getting up. And if that yo-yo continues, you know, it's really going to contribute to being chronically tired and, you know, really compromising your immune system long-term and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think thinking about the lifestyle piece is also really important. Sleep as well in today's society where we've got all these devices that we're constantly Mm. on, our phones, our iPads, our computers, TVs, and people are using them right up until the time that they shut their eyes to go to sleep and it's no wonder they can't then sleep well because you know they've had all this stimul stimulation in terms of light in their eyes in terms of you know um information that they've been gathering Mm. on those devices Uh, one of the things i talk to a lot of my clients about is having that routine that wind down routine before going to bed even if it's not the devices you know for some kind of busy mums they're kind of running around trying to tidy up the house and get ready for what you know the day the next day you know kids school lunches and stuff and then they kind of just get straight into bed and expect to just switch off and that's really hard you know you need to have some time in the evening before you go to bed where you can just kind of relax and unwind otherwise you know unless you're an awesome sleeper that's it's going to be difficult for you to get to sleep and get a good night's sleep yeah exactly it's like you can't push your body push your body push your body push your body and then just collapse and expect it to shut itself down you've got to kind of like warm it up to shutting itself down Mm. and then you know we're obviously not getting much sunlight exposure these days so that circadian rhythm we don't really have one because we're not seeing the sun much during the day and then we're under artificial lights all the time so that whole fluctuation of you know cortisol and melatonin all those hormones that are supposed to work in the background are really confused as well so that doesn't that doesn't help and again that comes back to lifestyle if you can get a little bit of exercise in you know, get a bit of day, like actual sunlight exposure. Eyes particularly as well. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to help. So that was um, that was sort of our top five. The last thing, you know, we talk about this quite a lot in various different mediums. I think the last thing, you know, that still happens and I, we still see is this whole, um, like, this whole trend to supplement with vitamins or minerals or, uh, you know, antioxidants or shakes or whatever it might be, not really based on any kind of understanding of what it is, but simply because, oh, well, my just my friend said she took it and she loves it or, you know. I mean, for some things that can be really harmless, but, like, you know, I've seen it happen with things like, oh, well, I've been really tired, so my friend told me I should take iron. It's like, well, gosh, I mean, we don't even prescribe iron until we've got a blood test. And half the time I'm sitting here looking at someone who is clearly anemic and we still wait for a blood test. So, yeah, that's another – it's just a waste of money, first and foremost. And, it, it like, it, it can be – it can be just a little bit – it can be a bit dangerous in a way, yeah. Depending, like sometimes you'll see a client who's, you know, self-prescribed a lot of supplements, ordered heaps of stuff off iHerb or whatever, and then they're kind of rattling around and not necessarily needing all those. And as you say, it could be dangerous as well to take that many supplements, you know, particularly iron if they're, if they're you know, got high iron levels 
uh, you know, already they don't need, definitely don't need to be taking that. We always check that by blood tests. Um, you know, other things like you say, like you know, they might you might have heard that your friend felt better on it, or you might have seen something on Instagram that you know the latest yeah. kind of supplement or something. So it's a really important and can work really well when they're targeted and you're working with a professional too. and they're the right ones exactly i think the um the one that i'm seeing a lot actually i wanted to say is probiotics because there's this whole idea that oh well um uh, you know some my whatever said i should take a probiotic but the thing is that if you do have a gut like a messed up gut you've got ibs sort of symptoms if you get the wrong probiotic, you're gonna make you will feel a lot worse. So just understanding that like probiotics are like this entire spectrum of supplements on their own. There's like so many different strains of bacteria you can throw in your gut. And like they can be quite expensive, you know, somewhere between fifty and eighty dollars a bottle. So, you know, you kind of want to know that you're taking the right type for you as well. So yeah, I think um, supplementation and, yeah, definitely um, this random idea of I'll just take a probiotic or I'll just take this, you know, it's worth thinking about why you're doing it and making sure it's the right thing for yourself. Yes. So that was kind of a bit of a recap on the things we're seeing. So a big trend towards vegan vegetarianism, um, you know, definitely that typical start of the year, I want to lose a crazy amount of weight in a really short amount of time. Um, you know, definitely that insecurity and that need to chase a certain number on the scales, even when it might be completely unnecessary. So we want to think about weight from the perspective of what there's a healthy weight range for us all. And some people are going to sit at a, a hot, you know, sit, some people just aren't as lean as others, you know, and that doesn't mean they're unhealthy, just means they're at the upper, you know, more at the upper end than the lower end of that range. And if chasing a couple of kilos is doing your head in and causing you to, you know, work out for hours on end and restrict your food, it's not the right weight for you. Um, and then definitely always lack of hydration. Um, we want to get that right. We want to make sure we're addressing lifestyle factors as well as nutrition. And we just want to make sure that if we're popping pills, they're the right ones. So um, that kind of sets us up, guys. That's what we're seeing so far this year and just shedding a little bit of um, common sense on it as well. Um, if any of this stuff kind of sounds like it resonates with you um, and you might want a little bit of help, you know that you can book in via the website, thebalancednutritionist.com.au and book in online for a consultation. Um, otherwise, um, feel free to leave us a review and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time.